<laughs> Wait, what was that? Is that no same? Waluigi? Luigi? <laughs> Waluigi is even better. <laughs> Waluigi, I think, is what you're after. What, what is it? Sorry? Waluigi. Waluigi. Waluigi <laughs> is so good, though. Oh, fuck. It's good. Uh. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. Welcome back to 2023. Welcome back to 2020. Well, welcome to 2023. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Nathan Hennessy. Hello, welcome to and back. James Wood, Howdy. thank you for joining us. Thank you. Adam, Ryan, welcome. Hello. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to you too, mate. Thanks, mate. Good to Big see hugs. you. Good to see you vacuum. Oh, mate, I, I whip it out whenever I can. You do. You do. The little sucker. Hey, so <laughs> how was everyone's New Year's and Christmas break? How... How was it having the uh, the week off recording or the weeks off recording? It almost felt like I hadn't been away because, you know, I was still on the grind, man. I've still been That's playing it, away, mate. getting that content rolling. We've got some interesting stuff to talk about. 24-7-365, baby. That's it. Hardcore sure, gamer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but did, did we all have a, a nice little New Year's period? Yeah. Oh, Zach, that's right. I told nice. you, mate. I went up to, what was it, Yale Brisbane, and you're like, oh, yeah, Bris Vegas. And I got sweet jorts galore, mate. I didn't realize that they just live a different <laughs> life up there. It's a completely different standard of dress code. You, you go to a Macca's, jorts everywhere. Nice. Zach's uh, promised land. Did you didn't see Buddy in his leopard, leopard print pants? He's got leopard print pants? pants? Not shorts. Speedos. No, sorry, sorry, I, shorts. Sorry, shorts. Sorry, shorts. Are they the ones that he was trying to tell you a snake skin? He Is that the same ones? I bet they're skin yeah. tight too. Completely. Oh, they're, they're probably they like are, bike shorts. They're spray-ons, mate. That's what they are. Buddy bike <laughs> shorts. Shouts out. Shout out to the buddy, buddy Watson's leopard print pants. Shorts. Fucking shorts. Anyway. Well, let's get straight into it because we've got fucking lots to talk about. But first... Let's talk about what we did play over Christmas and whatnot. What did we play? I know that you were on the grind, Nathan, but did anybody play anything else for fun? Who had some fun over New Year's Eve or New Year break? Like weirdly back into Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, started with the multiplayer of all things, which is, you know, like a two, three-year-old experience, but um, active community still having a great time with it. And it reminded me I should pick up the single player and finish it at some point. Uh, but that game is just shockingly really good. I don't know if we sort of had that conversation at the time because it sold well, it rated well, blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't know, I feel like in the wash of open world stuff, it doesn't get maybe as much credit as it deserves. Can, How good can, is the Legends mode, just quietly? I, the, the online for that game is way, way more entertaining than it has any right to be. Yeah. How, how does it play? Like, I actually have no idea. I've finished Ghost of Tsushima, but I've never touched Legends. So what's, like, the core gameplay? Yeah, like, so what, how's it go? imagine that, like, all the skills you get through the single player are um, sort of partitioned out into individual classes. So, like, the Ronin mm-hmm. is your grenades and your healing stuff. The Hunter is your stealth stuff. Uh, no, um, Hunter is the bow and arrow. 
assassin is stealth and then you just get like a straight up samurai for the more like just sword play uh, elements. Everyone still gets a sword though. You still get your own armor sets, aesthetics, all that sort of stuff. And then you do like destiny style uh, like raids or PVP, VE modes uh, or just like basic holdout in a circle kind of experiences. Really simple yet shockingly effective. And so hard you, as balls at, yes. at a certain yeah. like difficulty level That's as it. well. I mean, I'm in the platinum it's like, now, so uh, it's, it's getting a little, a little hairy. My man. Love to nice. see it. Uh, anything else you've been dabbling in? I don't think so. No, I downloaded a bunch mm. of things with the intention of dabbling in them and then just was like, "Didn't we? All? what if I watched crap instead? Um, so, Did you ever end up downloading and playing um, Memoir Blue? Yes, I think I played like the first mm. half an hour of it. Um, I will say <laughs> it's I liked like it. Forty minutes long, mate. Yeah, no, here's the thing: I didn't, I didn't get to the chance to finish it. That wasn't because of the quality of the game. It was just very late, and I was a little bit, um, you know, under things, a bit tired. Right. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's inferring. Nobody does. It's fine. Don't Could I. be anything. Might have to uh, ask your dad, Nathan. <laughs> Wow. I don't know what that's inferring. <laughs> Leave it to the viewer's imagination. That's it. Um, but yeah, but you liked the little <laughs> yeah, I, I liked half an hour. Yeah, the little little window I got into it, yes. Nice, nice. Adam, how about you? What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Have you played A Plague Tale yet? No, of course not. Fuck all in the way of video games, to be perfectly honest, because I spent a good portion of my time up in the north of the, the tiny Tassie state, uh, hanging out with some friends, but we got a lot of board gaming in. I, I bought, uh, Nemesis Lockdown and the, the Void Seeders expansion. And I also got the Carnomorphs expansion for it as well. Uh, so played a shitload of Nemesis. I won my first game of Nemesis. It's like my, it's probably, what? it's probably my favorite board game. And I'm only now winning it for the first time after like dozens and dozens of times playing it. So that was a, a pretty special little moment, but yeah, just lots of, Lots of tabletop experiences, very few in the digital realm, but I'm getting can, back into that now. I can make one suggestion. You did name drop Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, look, that's it, it's like my, my little junk food game that I jump into. Like, Key will go to bed and I'll be like, uh, look, I'm not I'm not quite ready to hit the sheets. Let me just play 10 minutes of Enter the Gungeon. And then oh, I it's play never an, 10 minutes. And then I play an hour of Enter the Gungeon and or maybe an hour and a half or two hours, and then I go to sleep. So, yes, that is my little, like, wind-down-from-the-day game, which is absolutely delicious. It's such a Isn't good that, time. That's the roguelike trap. Now, I, I there's only one game that I've been playing outside of content, and it's to fast-forward through time. It's my little time-traveling game. If I'm sitting at, like, the doctor's waiting for a consultation or I'm on public transport, it's Vampire Survivors. I was going to guess. that out on my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't I played have- it yet. And it's by design because I know that it's going to take all of my free time. Like I'll be working and between customers, I'll 100% be playing that if I start oh, that's it. So a, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I've got, no, to, that, I've got to avoid it. No, I've got to couldn't. avoid it. Yeah, my, my runs are never less than 20 minutes usually. Um, it, and the time just goes. We well, I can give subpar or... customer service. That's fine. Sorry, Zach. Uh, I appreciate Don't you, Zach. that. <laughs> All right, just I'll have to I'll have to play that back. Making a poo joke. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's about it for me. Mainly just 
lots of board gaming. I played uh, Sagrada for the first time. I played Citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played No Thanks, which is an excellent little card game I that Nathan you that. should. It's yes. fucking excellent, dude. It's so good. You can so that good. up for a nice little 20. You can also teach it in about three minutes and you'll want to play like 10 games of it back to back. It's, I could not recommend it more. But yeah, yeah. mate, my, my mate, holiday. Listening. Yeah, mate, get on it, buddy. If you're, that's, it's, yeah, it's an absolute banger. So yeah, mainly tabletop experiences for me over the, the Christmas period. Nice. Well, I had very good intentions of playing Pentiment, as <laughs> I promised Nathan I would, and Immortality. Uh, Ooh, instead, man. I spent probably about 50 hours playing Days Gone. <laughs> that game and does not fucking end. Just quickly, I, Zach, I, did you finish your it? Days Gone, mate. No, I've not finished Oi. it. There's not all my... I, look, I, I looked at my playtime on the PlayStation, 80 hours. Jesus. And they reckon it's a 40-hour game, man. I reckon they're full of shit. That the, game well, they're not just, accounting for Zach Jackson hours. That <laughs> is. That is very true. It's so just, you've got to yeah, times it by two. Like, like I'm trying to mainline the story. Every now and again I'll get sucked into something that's there for 20 minutes or so, but mostly like I'm just driving between missions and the camps and the bullshit. Is there and anything you still like about the game after 80 hours? Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I was about to ask, at, at what point, like how many hours in did you did it start to lose its luster? Because this is a thing with open world games. You love it to start with. And then it grinds yeah. you out. Yeah, well, I was just... I can't remember if I said this on the last potty or if it was just in chatter with someone, but like I was just craving like a AAA, dumb, open-world zombie thing, yep. right? We, we didn't get much of that uh, last year, so I was too, yeah. So this kind of... And I was like, eh, I didn't actually finish it even when I did the review for it, um, but I looked at the, the story, I cheated and read it. I mean, I forgot by the time that I, I came back to it for some of it. Um, but I didn't realize how fucking long it was. Like there's like three acts, I guess you could call it that. Um, and when I got to the second act, I was like, okay, cool. Like, um, I'm there now, right? Like, um, I'm close. I can feel it. And there's just more bullshit, more of the same fucking quest. (laughs) Go find this shit. Go find this. Kill a bunch of zombies, kill a bunch of raiders. Oh my God. No wonder the game didn't get a sequel. (laughs) Cop that. Oh dear. Do you think it would make a good HBO miniseries? 100%. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, could be. I, I, I don't know. Who would you have? Mark Wahlberg as Deacon? No, I mean, it's got to be Old Whitwer himself. He's a he's a cross-medium uh, actor, right? Yeah, I forgot his name. What's his name? Uh, like Sam, Sam Whitwer. He's yeah, a fucking go. champion. Up Sam Whitwer. Yeah, well, Norman fuck off, James. Leave, give me this, all right? Just leave me alone. I didn't say anything. Just like a dirty fart. You did. Anyway. Your face said it all. Um, and I started <laughs> playing a bunch of point-and-click games. Uh, I've actually got a video coming out. I did a Ooh. trying to do some more video stuff. Uh, Jordan just sent me the final edit just before. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about being on camera, but we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. But I reviewed uh, Children of Silent Town which is a little point-and-click game uh, from Elf Games and Luna 2 Studio, I think they're called. Do some artwork on it, and it's published by Daedalic Entertainment. Um, January 11, it came out. If you look at the artwork, uh, instantly it looks like it's got some sort of Tim Burton influence. And, um, 
yeah, like the characters kind of have they're like doll like looking characters with like big uh, circular eyes, but with no actual like eye, I guess. Like they're just circles kind of thing. And like the hands don't actually have hands; they're just like little stubs and like the feet are little things as well. And basically, it's set in this little village where uh, the surrounding forest is got monsters in it that take people, uh, like like people from this village village keep going missing. Uh, and there's like a curfew, so you got to stay. You know, you got to be inside at night because you can hear the monsters at night. And then uh, the character that you play, her name is a good question. I'm glad you asked. It is Lucy. Um, and yeah, uh, tragedy strikes close to home and she is quite curious and wants to find out more about the, um, the forest. And yeah, she tries to solve this mystery on her own and goes into the forest the probably the main game, the main um, it's like a point click game, so there's lots of puzzles and stuff. But the little hook here is that it's kind of music based in a way. So you basically you find notes, uh, like like keynotes uh, throughout the little levels and stuff, and you can sing songs, and songs will reveal certain information. So one of the songs will um, I think show someone's desires or or some or like memories. Or maybe that's two of them. Um, so, uh, like for one, you have to chat to this guy and basically get him to remember a flower that he really liked. And then you go pick this flower, give him the flower, and then he gives you the information that you need to keep going on, that kind of thing. And then each each uh, music, each song has its own actual puzzle thing, like this little square puzzle box thing. Uh, there's a like a needle and thread one where you got to like thread this note uh, you gotta, yeah, thread these this thing through through like a bunch of buttons and stuff and get to the middle. Another one's like this this gear one where you gotta line up uh, like the entry and the exit uh, by using these gears and there's different like it's kind of like a Rubik's cube kind of thing where you gotta make them all turn and link up. And then the third one's like a light puzzle where you gotta push the blocks in to make the whole puzzle light up. But there's a certain number of blocks that can only be lit up a certain number of times. So one of the blocks might be only able to have like two lights going through it or if you have two lights going through it, it blows up and you've got to figure out a way how to get all the blocks lit up. Uh, it was all right. Went f- I gave it a seven and a half. Pretty cool little point and click game, but the puzzles kind of became a bit, re- bit repetitive towards the end. Um, and I felt like they were kind of just putting them there to extend the playtime. Uh yeah, there's like a water puzzle, which is a pretty big puzzle on its own towards the back end of the game, which is actually quite challenging. Um, and some of these these puzzles here actually do get quite hard. Like, yeah, the cog ones, I still didn't really realize, work, I don't really know how the puzzle ones, uh, the cog ones worked, but I just fucked around with it until it until it worked. But um, no, it was right, seven and a half. Very, very, very cool, cool art style. So... Yeah, it reminds me of um, Don't Starve Coraline? a little bit. Uh, okay. mm, oh, yeah. Don't Starve's yep. a good pick, yeah. yeah. Coraline yeah. as well, um, yeah. It's it's definitely got, like you said, that Burton kind of feel to it. It's very cool. Um, and the other thing that I think it kind of plays like is, because uh, I was writing about old mate Timmy Timmy B, big fan of the potty, but um, M. Night Shamamamalan, or whatever his name is, I, can't, I can never pronounce his name, but I always think his stories are really cool but the endings never land or very, very rarely they land. And yeah, this is, I, I, with I, you. I felt this here. Like it was a really cool premise. Um, the middle part's a bit cool. And then the ending was just kind of like, 
eh, like, like the payoff kind of wasn't there. So seven and a half out of, out of 10, it was pretty good. Nice. I've probably been, been, a, been a bit harsh on it, but um, yeah. I, also, the ending was a bit vague. Like, anyway, that was uh, pretty much me over the break. I don't think I played anything else. Um, oh, no, I played a little bit of World War Three with old mate Jason. That that was okay. And um, yeah, there you go. GTFO, did you play any of that? Not yet, bro. <laughs> I think Soon. I asked. <laughs> 2020, yeah, but I think you're in Bris Vegas, mate, hanging out with all the leopard prints and jorts, mate, so. True, true. But James Living your best it, life correct? is what he said. Yeah, James I did. Has bought I got shorts? it when it was I on mean, special. Sorry. So, um, GTFO, sorry. <laughs> James has got shorts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, oh. looking forward to it. 2023, year of GTFO, you know. That's looking it, bro. Yeah, let's time. go. It's going to happen. Delightful. All right. Uh, Nathan, do you want to talk about... Take your pick. Whatever it is you've been playing. I can't remember the name of it. Well, let's start with the uh, old one first, the one that's most vaguest in my memory. Uh, so we, we're going to talk Iron Man VR, specifically the Quest or MetaQuest, Oculus Quest, whatever you call it, Quest 2 port. So I think, I don't know if we ever discussed this on the podcast, uh, because this isn't the first time that World Played has reviewed this. We covered it back when it was out on the PSVR. And uh, who would have reviewed it back then? It was Joshua, wasn't it? I think Little Rooks here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, gave it a, who gave it a very favourable 8.5. And, you know, I can get around that. So with this, I won't cover too much of what people already know. Uh, this is a... I was surprised to learn from a little bit of outside reading that this is actually set in the continuity of the Insomniac Spider-Man series. Like, that's where this is set. Um, but really, this does its sort of own thing. It doesn't really carry much of the Marvel baggage with this. So as long as you know, you know, Tony Stark, rich guy, he's got an Iron Man suit, he blasts beams out of it and flies around. That's really all you need to know to get into this. So effectively, what's happened is he's retired the weapons manufacturing side of his business because that's how uh, he'd become quite the uh, entrepreneur. Uh, so he's de-weaponized his business. And then there's a big time skip and all of a sudden all of his old weapons are back up and running without his authority and outside of his jurisdiction. And then some Marvel villains are at play uh, in charge of his, effectively his drone army that he thought he'd decommissioned. So uh, then he's got the enlisted, he's enlisted the aid of a couple of AI and you'll be spending time both in the suit and out of the suit. Now, obviously, the big draw for Iron Man VR is in the moments that you spend in the Iron Man suit itself, because this is the point where you get to really, uh, well, it's flying around, of course, but it's using the movement systems in a really interesting way. So I describe here in the review that with the hand controllers of the Oculus, it's taking into account wrist movement in terms of how you project yourself. So if your wrists or rather your open palms are virtually facing the floor, you'll be going vertical and you can sort of adjust your pitch and your a little bit with the tilt of your head. So it's going to compensate for where you're facing. It does this in a really smart manner where it doesn't produce nausea or sense of vertigo as you're flying around because some aerial games in VR, they'll have you upside down and around the wrong way and it can be really discombobulating. This doesn't suffer from that. It keeps you in an upright position for the most part and it compensates in really small and subtle ways. Another thing I really liked is as you're flying about, uh, you engage in a lot of combat scenarios in these little, I guess, sandbox 
cities. I think Shanghai was one and Miami, I think, might have been another. I, I could have gotten that wrong. But they're, they're not very... They're kind of sparse sandboxes, but they'll be populated with these drones. There'll be a story sequence. There'll be some set pieces that are really neat. So it's not just putting you into an area with a shooting gallery. There's usually some really cinematic event that either precedes it or follows from it giving you that kind of Call of Duty blockbuster moment, which is really neat. Um, but depending on also how you face your wrists and just slight subtle movements in how you position your body, it's going to engage different parts of the super suit. So if you've got your palms facing outwards in front of you, that's going to engage your like energy beams or, or repulses, whatever they're called. If your wrists are facing inwards towards yourself, it will engage your smart missiles. But then, of course, when you're outside of missions, you'll build up experience points that you can then use to customize the suit and you'll be able to swap in and out all different kinds of components and upgrades. And the vast majority of these aren't just like, they're not just numbers, which is something that I was worried was going to be the case. They're usually actual augments to the way the game functions. So you might have to move your body in a slightly different way to engage a new weapon system that you've installed, which is really neat. The, the thing I want to get out with this is it's just a really smart way of giving you the superhero power fantasy without abstracting the mechanics to button presses. It's really getting you to move about. And basically, the way you look, and I get to see this because I'm performing this in my parents-in-law's living room in Brisbane, trying to smash this <laughs> review out during Christmas looking like the fool... I'm seeing myself being filmed and the irony is, is I'm kind of moving in a way that I would expect the character to move in the films, which of course is hell cheesy, but also it was very satisfying to know that not only do I feel like I'm fulfilling that power fantasy in the game, but I'm sort of choreographing myself as such. Uh, so that was really neat. But yeah, just another couple of positives there. Uh, this had really quick load times. I read in uh, Risky's review that load times on the PSVR was a real detriment here. Apparently it was awfully slow and there's a lot of segment breaks. So you spend a lot of time waiting. You still spend a lot of time waiting in this game, but it ain't load screens. The load screens are real zippy, but rather there's a lot of expository dialogue. There's a lot of moments between missions where you're outside of the suit and you're in Tony Stark's slacks. And a lot of just getting spoken at. And you're just standing there. So I'm literally standing in the living room with my arms by my side, getting spoken at for five minutes, thinking, when can we just move on? I want to I wanna get moving again. I'm just, I'm sweating there. You know, it's hot, humid Brisbane. Um, but, but that aside, I had a great time. I wasn't too excited by the enemies. It really is just mostly drones getting thrown at you, different types of drones, which is not very exciting at the end of it. But the way they all, they're all very different and get you to really sort of maneuver and, you know, boost around and really, really get moving. So I like that. I like that they present that mechanical challenge that gets you sweating and busy with the Oculus. Uh, so it's really creative in its movement systems, as I think the most impressive part of it. Uh, all in all, uh, I guess the only other thing I'd mention is the Oculus Quest 2 or Meta Quest 2 is not the most high fidelity system. So... There is a lot of jaggies. It's not the most graphically beautiful game, but it is doing a lot with a very little, and I'm impressed by that. So all in all, gave that an 8 out of 10. I thought that if you have a VR, this is absolutely something that you need to try if you've got a passing interest in the property. You, you just need to try it. You may not love it, but you'll be happy that you tried it. Nice. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you used the, the Quest since? Oh, I have. And can you have a guess what I've used it for? Beat Saber. Yes. No. 
Third guess. Resident what you Evil should be using. Ah, oh, no, good shout. It good goes shout. off, man. It plays completely... Well, I say completely different. It's still the same game, but being in first person and having to accommodate for that is so satisfying. Having to, like, pull your knife out of, like, your chest holster and having to manually reload guns. Man, it, it took me... Because you get a shotgun very early in Resident Evil 4. Like, you get it in the first five minutes, right? And then you go into that little village segment with the chainsaw dude. And I'm shitting bricks, man, because I'm getting surrounded by folks. I'm trying to figure out how to reload the fucking shotgun. Because I'm having to, like, move my hands around. I'm having to get, like, the shotgun shells and slot them in and then cock it. And, oh, it was absolutely brilliant. I was having a thrilled time. Mother-in-law sitting behind me on the couch screaming. Like, she's bloody yodeling in my ear. I'm like, whoa. I think that was the most frightening part of it. But I've only played a little bit of it, and it was very thrilling. Like, that is a must-play on the quest, too. Get around some super hot VR, mate. That's what you want. Haven't tried it yet, but I will. And Beat Saber, classic. Can't go wrong with Beat Saber. Yeah, great. Is RE4 a quest exclusive? Yes. Damn. Okay. Yes, yes. It it feels, yeah, it is a bit of a damn. But, man, those people that have a quest too, they're (laughs) eating good. good. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. And you've also tackled another port. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. This one here is a bit of an, well... Support of an older game, but no less influential. This is Persona 3 Portable. So this is actually the first time we've seen Persona 3 Portable outside of the PlayStation Portable since 2010. This has not been ported to any other platform until now. I've had the chance to play this and finish it on the Nintendo Switch, and it's been a marvellous time. So Atlas have really... It seems like they haven't spared any expense at making this game absolutely glisten on the Nintendo Switch. I was playing it on the uh, OLED Switch. This thing is just like reframed and remastered to just absolutely make the colors pop on that OLED screen. And if you've seen Persona 3, or rather if you've seen anything from Persona 4 or 5, you know that the series has moved in the direction to have a very distinct, very... Um, bright visual anime flair and a lot of contrasting colors. It's very noticeable aesthetic and it just absolutely comes to life on this Switch OLED. So uh, this absolutely looks marvelous. It's running at a solid 60 frames without a hitch the entire time. Um, only since I've, you know, only since I finished it did I realize it was running at 720p. I don't care. It still looked fantastic in the handheld, uh, particularly when you're running at those kinds of frames. Uh, They've kept everything that the PSP version ambitiously had, such as the dual audio voice tracks. You know, this thing has a stack of voice acting, both Japanese and English dubs. And I will swear that they're both very decent. You know, we're not always treated with such good English voice dubs uh, in in a lot of these older JRPGs that have been localized, but this is definitely one of the best. It's also got a very notable soundtrack that really set the standard for what Persona now is uh, ubiquitous four and that's a really you know pop heavy jazz punk soundtrack that's a lot of fun um yeah so presentation wise this thing is just like absolute stars across the board there are a couple of holdovers from the game not just the persona portable like the the playstation portable version but just persona 3 in general because this is the third version of that game uh such as the fact that uh the game doesn't really hold up towards the end i won't go into specifics because obviously this is going to be the first time a lot of people play this game and i commend them for doing so 
but in the part in the last third of the game, and it's a long game, it's going to take you over sixty hours easily, uh, even if you are just mainlining the content. Uh, it, it starts to fall into repetition. You're fighting bosses again, you know, over and over again. They're just colored differently and have, you know, slightly different attributes, but it's the same. You're fighting a lot of the same enemies. Uh, the dungeon, there's only one dungeon for the entire game, and it's a tower called Tartarus. You're, you're ascending it. That's part of the story. It, it's got no variety. It's just a randomly generated uh, series of corridors, Um they don't have any puzzles or any, any mechanics to them. You're just navigating the corridor to find the stairs to ascend to the next level. So you're just going through just texture changes. They change the wallpaper. That's all there is to it. The gear doesn't surprise. It's just the same few items. Uh, so it, it stagnates a bit towards the end. But that first 40 hours sets the standard for what Persona is now. The fact that you get the dynamic social systems, you're playing through a school calendar. So you're a student, you go to school every day, you have your weekend Sunday off, you're forming relationships with other students in a visual novel sense. And those relationships give you stronger personas that you take into fights in Tartarus. Um, it, it's a really satisfying little package. It's aged surprisingly well, particularly because this is the format that Persona is now known for. The DNA that we get in Persona 4, Persona 5 that started here, uh, the, the PSP port remade the PlayStation 2 game in such an impressive fashion. Everything's still like 3D in the dungeons. It's, it's all terrific. Just got the issue that the last 20 or so hours of the game really, really drags. So, all in all, fantastic. Giving that a 9 out of 10. At okay. least it's just 20 or so hours <laughs> yeah drag. look for a jrpg <laughs> well yeah, i mean yeah it would have been a lot more <laughs> that's it yeah yeah so look i i forgive that you know it's a very impressive little game you will enjoy i think by and large you'll enjoy the package as a whole even if yeah you just got to grind your teeth through those last dozen or so hours cool, cool. very nice all right well speaking of persona uh mark has been reviewing sorry let me just jump back to it uh, Persona 4 Golden, uh, also on the Switch. Um, he has said he has given this, let me scroll down, a 9.5. Huge. Uh, and he says in his summary that even after all this time, there remains very few RPGs as creative, colorful, and enjoyable as Persona 4 Golden. Though these news console... Though these new console editions don't add too much to the experience, it was a journey already at a high level of quality and now more fans can experience and enjoy the murder mystery mayhem. Long live Teddy. Solid. 9.5. Now, Nathan, you also had access to this title on PlayStation. PlayStation. Yep. How does that go? <laughs> no notes, really. Uh, I mean, I, I can't... I'm, I'm, my TV is not an OLED, so it's not popping as colourful as it would have done on the Switch, particularly oh. an OLED Switch, but it's it's the experience that I would have expected. I don't notice that there's any real improvements here other than the fact that it's running at a solid 60 frames, running flawless, it all sounds and looks good. There's no new features that I was aware of, but by, by saying that, there was not really any new features that I was aware of in the... Uh, play a Persona 3 portable either. These are pretty straightforward ports where the fundamentals of the games are that good that we're just happy that they've been reproduced in whole. If I can speak okay. on Mark's behalf. You already did, so that's fine for me. I Thank allow. you, Mark. 
All right. So speaking of other quick reviews to whip through. Where's the docker? I think I might close it. Shout outs to me. No, I didn't. All good just there. Um, we got uh, Harrison. He reviewed Blacktail earlier. Uh, sorry, late last year. Uh, I think the review got published this year, early this year, but uh, says with a fun e- with fun exploration and an enjoyable world to get lost in, Blacktail is a whimsical journey of self-reflection through our favorite fairy tales. Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. 7.5 from him for that one. Mark also reviewed Sports Story, which is the game from... I want to say Gold Coast developers, but I could be wrong on that. They're Australian. I'm pretty sure they're Gold Coast, but uh, they... Sorry, Mark writes, Sports Story doesn't hit the heights of its predecessor, which is Golf Story from memory. Correct. Yep. yep. Uh, overstuffed with new ideas and sports that probably should have been left out on... Should have been left on the cutting room floor. There's still plenty here to enjoy. Both golf and tennis fans will find something to like and fans of the original likewise, but the trophy could have been... The trophy could have used the polish. 6.5. I've heard a lot of people be quite disappointed in this, which is really unfortunate because I know following Golf Story, there was a whole lot of people that were really excited for this and for it to under-deliver is really unfortunate. Did you hear about the little control... Well, it's not really a controversy, Mm. but Easter egg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't, if that helps. (laughs) Oh, James, let me... Just humor me here. So, uh, some people were playing around with the game and broke it somehow like this is not something that you should be able to do natively in the game but basically there's a hidden level okay and some let's call them hackers i don't i'm I'm speaking out of turn but someone's basically gotten into this hidden level where it's effectively a game dev studio room and these characters are talking and they're talking in a fictional sense almost like in the uh third person about game development and they're talking about uh feature creep you know, getting a game out before it's ready, um, just constantly having to add more and more features when we haven't even gotten the features that we have there ready to go mm. and getting really flustered with the process and then having to put out something that we're ultimately not satisfied with. I'm, I'm speaking, you know, with a uh, bit of hyperbole here, but yeah, that, that's you. basically the essence of the Easter egg, leaving some critics to go to conclude, well, yeah, that the game that we have here is extraordinary buggy yeah. and plays like it wasn't quite ready for release so this this kind of illustrates or illuminates yeah, that criticism right. interesting weird one mm. yeah what a what a sad legacy that that's going to leave on the the story quote you know kind of games Correct. um because mm. yeah like you said i, I know that, that first one was beloved so it's a bummer absolutely yeah unlucky all right uh so the other big review we got going up tonight uh that'll be out now is the review of fire emblem engage by our good mate skill up ralph big ralphie ralph uh so he is <laughs> reviewed um, fire emblem engage uh he did a preview you would have probably read it because you're all big fans of the site if you're here uh but he has given this one a seven Woo! <laughs> right i wasn't Which, prepared uh, for that yeah, all right. Which may um, upset some people. Mm-hmm. It may not. We'll see. But he writes in his summary, Fire Emblem Engage is enjoyable but leaves little impression. If the narrative was more compelling, if the if the character relationships were deeper and more interesting or if combat was more varied, there's every chance that Engage would have, uh, would have felt more robust and impactful. In the absence of those things, Engage feels just fine. 
Now, wow. correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is coming off three houses, but correct. is kind of doing away with the the more focused story element to bring back like fan favorite characters like Marth and I and Ike. Yeah, you'd be bang is on. that the kind of that's the trade off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not would yeah, share I've, though. Like the characters themselves aren't there. It's like the emblem yeah. quote unquote versions of them, which are essentially just like action figures. It seems like you play with occasionally. Also, correct. right. Yeah. Well, I'm keen to see as far as like fan reception, how that pays off. Whether people will be more, you know, desiring the the, the narrative element, or if they'll just be like, "Oh, look, it's Marth from that other game I like," and that'll tick the boxes for them. Yeah, like I I was rooting for that because I didn't love the story and social elements of Three Houses. No, no criticism for those that do. I think it was brilliant for getting new people in the door but I really liked my classic tried and true Fire Emblem gameplay, which this was touted to have been bringing back and really focusing on. Um, and if that was at expense of the narrative, I didn't mind too much. But the fact that he says that combat's not too varied has me a little bit nervous because that's usually been quite a strength of the series. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. one, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that review will be up uh, now, so you can go check that out. But I think from memory... I didn't read them all, but some of the comments on his post when he did the previews that a lot of people were kind of, oh, you know, that, that's what Three Houses is or, or something like that. I'm not really too sure. Like, you know, or, or sorry, people weren't, didn't love, <coughs> didn't love Three Houses. Sorry. Uh, mm. I mean, Fire Emblem. Not, it does uh, seem like a bit of a houses. divided fan base. Um, it is, yeah. I think yeah, Three Houses very was very much catering to bringing in new folks, and I loved it for that, but it definitely left me a little bit cold. Hmm. Well, there you go. Seven out of ten. Not not afraid to put the uh, put the truth out there. <laughs> it's just like my Last of Us review. Or, or maybe we're living in the Matrix, mate, or something. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> what a fuckwit. So, uh, let's go straight into... You're not talking about Ralph, mate. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not about Ralph. No. Bruh. About uh, someone who... The internet. Likes... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> let's just move on. So, <laughs> let's go to the discussion point about... I don't think... No, sorry. One, one more thing. Uh, Adam, you reviewed uh, some earbuds. You can check out the review on the website there for those. And we have actually a children of walkthrough... Sorry, Children of Silent Town walkthrough. Uh, so if you do end, end up playing it and you do get a bit stuck, old Victor Tran, Victor Tan has got it uh, got it sorted for you. Uh, but anyway, let's go to our predictions for 2023. Very exciting. I think yeah, we skipped boy. it last year. Um, we did. We did. We did. So all four of us got six each. Uh, I thought six was a nice little figure, but then when I kind of shut them out, I was like, fuck, I could have gone way more. Um, but I did six like semi-serious ones. Actually, mine are pretty all all serious. Um, uh oh, oh Adam. Well, what have you done? <laughs> yeah. See, th- this is the thing with going too few. I think. Anyway, however you've done them, it's a bit of fun. So maybe I'll kick it off because I'm going to read out three other people's as well. So you might get sick of my voice by the time I do that. There you so go. I'll then. read. I'll do mine first. So are we doing? Hang on. Are we doing? Are we doing the whole drop of each, or do we want to yeah, do a bit of a round yeah. table? No, we'll do drop of each. I Boo think. that. No, nah, sorry. All right, so uh, my predictions. Number one, Broken Sword 6 will finally be revealed. So we've not had a Broken Sword game for, what, like 10 years or something? Maybe more? 
Can I jump in with a question to clarify? You can. Is it going to be independently sourced or are they going to go to Kickstarter like they did with Five? Are they going to fund it themselves or are they going to Kickstarter? Kickstarter for sure. That's that's got Kickstarter written all over it, surely. Fuck that. I think I think it'll be published. Yep. I think it'll be published. Very Whether bold. it's self-published, um, sorry, like sorry, self-funded completely, yep. or f- funded by another party. Uh, but no, I don't think Kickstarter will be involved. No. Uh, second one, the Twisted Metal show will inspire a remaster, new entry, or spiritual successor. Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> Announcement. I like yeah, I like that. Um third one, Jim Ryan won't be Sony CEO by the end of the year. <laughs> dad. <laughs> be, sorry, mate. Your dad's getting the boot. Oh, yeah, boy. No. Speaking of CEOs getting the boot, uh old mate from Square Enix will resign due to NFTs tanking the company <laughs> to the point that they, that they have to fucking go. Uh, all right, now two I'm kind it. of. I'm loving it. I don't say two outlandish <laughs> ones, but two of my um, more wild ones. Starfield or Microsoft will announce a Starfield PS5 release as Xbox as goodwill uh, to to leverage Ooh. Activision, whatever the the buyer uh, acquisition. Interesting. Well, Everyone the, on camera is nodding. Was it the FTC said that uh, when they were initially talking about all these acquisitions that Microsoft had said to them, we're going to be releasing these things on PS5 still. Um, so if yeah. they're going to have to double back around to that. But that was pro, apparently great. not true though. Mm-hmm. They uh, Someone refuted that. Oh, okay. The The European Commission or whatever it was, was like, no, no, no. They never said that. Interesting. Apparently. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. The last one, the day before we'll launch as planned on March <laughs> 1st and we'll have a Metacritic score of 65 or higher by May. 65? Or higher. He's just taken the piss across the board with this one. That's, so do you know what? Fucking, fucking good on you, Zach. Good on you. Ever the optimist. Really pre- I, I wish the best for you. He's a real glutton yeah. for punishment, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I can't talk. My predictions are fucking cooked. <laughs> Um, I love it though. Maybe we'll come back and I'll uh, and I'll give you some of the crazy ones. But uh, James, mm. what did you predict for twenty twenty three? Okay, so I, I made mine a little serious, I guess. Uh, but that's fine. You know, it's good to have a balance. Uh, mine are serious. It's good mix. Yeah, yours, well, <laughs> mostly. Um, right. Number one, uh, PlayStation will not make any major acquisitions and instead only focus on exclusivity deals with large publishers. I Fuck I yeah. really don't see them going down that path after the the stink that they've made about other acquisitions, but who knows? Uh, From Software will announce its third PlayStation exclusive title, which will be a reboot of Kingsfield, which will also be playable on the PSVR two because it's a first okay. person okay. little fantasy oh. thing, dungeon crawler, yeah, dungeon yeah, crawler, yeah. 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 I like, I like it. I like, I like it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I put some thought. We're fine. Uh, yeah. Nintendo <laughs> will announce the next Switch, and Metroid Prime 4 will be its launch title. Yeah, nice. nice. Don't hurt me like that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Microsoft will overplay its We're Just Cool People hand and announce a game that uses <laughs> AI art and catch a bunch of shit for it. Fucking oath. <laughs> Didn't they basically that's, already kind of do that with High and Light? That's very good. Did they Oof. have a role in that game's development? Or? No, probably not. Mm. But that game had... Uh, but apparently a lot, uh, like a lot of games do. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, I just mean like a, keep going. an egregious example, let's say. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Capcom announces Resident Evil Code Veronica remake. I think this is a pretty yes. safe bet. Um, we could see that happening. Uh, and Star Wars Eclipse will be cancelled. Are, are you going to say to that? The, yeah, I will. Oh, not, a, fly over <laughs> not a bad shot. Um, is that uh, Quantic Dream? Dream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm still, frankly, a bit embarrassed about that, but yeah. That's it. I, and I, I imagine someone at Disney is going to figure out that they should be embarrassed and just can the whole thing. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry mm. over it. No. All right. Tazzy boy, Mr. Ryan, what do you got? I've got a bit of meat to some of mine, so I'll go through a couple of the quicker ones. Uh, Obsidian will properly unveil Avowed, and the hype will build to a Skyrim-like level. The release date will be in 2024. So I'm thinking that it's going to be... I'm, I want to be optimistic and say that it's going to be like the next big Western RPG that everyone gets around. And, and didn't I they, have no basis for that, they, but fuck it, why not? I feel like, and, and, and look, riding on the coattails of the fact that they, surely they earned some goodwill in 2022. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that'll play into it because they've, yeah, I think the hype will be less hampered because they actually release fairly solid games. Uh, we will also see a sharp increase in demos across all platforms and marketing will shift to accommodate it. I'm thinking like instead of just here's the opening act to the game, we're going to get more like tailored demos. Mm, like so maybe like slice. a little prologue to a game, something like yeah. that. Something like for spoken but good, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sorry for spoken, but bit shit, aren't you? Did, did you um, actually play that demo? I did. Ugh. You shouldn't have. Oh boy, the gameplay is... Anyway, we're going to get off topic. We're on the same page. Neil Gaiman's The Sandman will get a game, Mm. but it won't be like a shitty action tie-in. Nathan will love it because it'll be more of like an interactive novel. (laughs) Yeah, it will. (laughs) It's even doing like a detail thing. Yeah, something along those lines, but more like a... Yeah, like an interactive experience, Mm. we would call it. it, Probably more than a game. Uh, now we've got some media ones that I, you're going to have to humor me with. The Switch is an undeniable monster for Nintendo, right? And the pop, the popularity of the Steam Deck is continuously growing. People are pretty, pretty behind what's, that. What's the Steam Deck, mate? I mean, uh, it's 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 on its way to Australia in bits and pieces. <sighs> so now is the time for PlayStation to capitalize and kind of get in between those two things. So during a 25-minute special PlayStation State of Play, they will announce the PlayStation Vita 2. It will have a high-fidelity display, reactive triggers, and a higher refresh rate than the original. The launch lineup will be expectedly small, but it will include a God of War spin-off that you play as Atreus, as the main protagonist. I love How do we it. like that? I think oh, I all of it. that <laughs> is actually very viable, except calling it Vita Two. That is cooked. That is yeah. yeah. I that, I that's couldn't the think of fucked part. But yeah. do you know what? I was jumping into like what's Latin for for freedom? What's Latin for for like next? Right, and I couldn't find anything life. that's yeah. yeah. I was I couldn't think of anything like find anything that sounded half decent. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just say Vita Two. It won't be Vita Two, but yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I I stick I stick to everything else. Nice. I didn't, uh, man, I'm believing now. Oh, I believe so hard. Oh, yeah, get on the hype train, baby. How many you have, mate? Hey? Is this six? Is this six now? This is six, but I put a, I put a little bit more, I put a little bit more into, into mine it's as far as just trying to hype the, me up. Yeah. Uh, this one is a bit random because I recently watched uh, an animated film called Intergalactic, 
uh, which Kid is yeah. fucking great. Mm. It's yeah, it's the the Kid Cudi movie that is like a like an accompaniment to his new album. New album's fantastic as well. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say that a notable artist is going to announce a conceptual game to accompany their album launch and plot twist. The game's going to be fucking good. Because it's going to be from Childish Gambino. No, it, it was. It was going to be from Kanye West. But no one's touching <laughs> that uh, shit anymore. <laughs> don't don't ruin it, Nathan. I thought briefly Gorillas because they've got Cracker Island coming out this year. But it's in February, so a bit too too soon for that. I also thought Die Antwood because they, <laughs> a game created by them would be just fucking ridiculous. Um, but I, I settled on Gambino. Chappy. Yeah, Chappie's a bit shit, but I settled on Gambino. He's done AR slash VR shit in the past, and I fucking love him and would like to see it. All right, I've got one more. Strap in, because I'm going to take you on a little a little ride, okay? Are we all ready, boys? Mm-hmm. The Great Emu War Part 2 is coming. It's during the Summer Games Fest kickoff. Jeff Keighley takes to the stage wearing a full suit and Jordans, naturally. The huge digital stage transitions from a sizzle reel back to the static Summer Games Fest logo, but it flickers several times before it settles. Jeff has a laugh about tech issues and tells a slightly awkward joke before trying to move on, but the screen flickers again, more aggressively this time, along with the studio lights and audio. Keely looks past us, looks past the camera, and asks, are we still live? Before the lights cut entirely. A few moments later... The dormant black screens are illuminated by small crackles of electricity that dart slowly across the stage. The bolts of electricity strengthen, the flashing lights illuminating the set before a huge fork of lightning bursts from the top of the screen. Darkness retakes hold of the studio. A deep, coarse voice is heard throughout the studio saying, Conduits, bioterrorists, the names don't matter. We're gods. Another fork of lightning crashes down Uh, in the shape of the number three we're getting infamous three where you play as kessler prior to the the uh the happenings of the original game he just described one of his wet dreams and i knew it was coming about a minute ago (laughs) (laughs) oh adam how do we like it well i know you like it This is like the Vita 2 thing, where I think the core idea of what you're talking about is actually very possible, but it won't be Infamous 3. It will be a reboot. Nah, fuck a reboot. No, I, I we don't need to do reboot it. I love Infamous. A reboot's safe, and, and they're yeah, going... Exactly. Yeah, they can just call it safe. Infamous again. It's nice and clean. They don't need safe. I don't think Sucker Punch needs safe. They've done three Cracker Infamous titles. Fuck off, they're all good. They've done Ghost of Tsushima, which was... Pretty well universally enjoyed. I don't think they are need they safe. Are they making a second one? Piss off, Zach. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Logic doesn't care. We won't let facts get in the way of a yes. good prediction, eh? <laughs> exactly right. But that's that's it. That's all I got. Nice, Nathan. What do you got? What do you got for us, baby? Okay, uh, I think I've got eight. So I'll try and pick the six good ones. I might start from. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go ham on it. So I won't give you all the preamble like you gentlemen have done so well. I'm just going to give you the headlines and you make of it what you will. Uh, the first one here, I'm quite pleased with this one, actually. Valve are going to strike a deal to bring Half-Life Alex to the VR2. PSVR2. Nice. I think that the relationship between Valve and PlayStation is going places. Will it go there? Okay. Who can say? But wouldn't that... That would be a blowout major title because that is as good as you're going to get in VR. Uh <laughs> 
But the the next Sonic movie comes out in 2023, as I understand it. So, of course, they're going to put tie-in DLC to Sonic Frontiers. I don't even care that if they do or they don't. I just figure that that, you know, that's a likely scenario, I suppose, somewhere in my brain canon. Heart of Chernobyl, the Stalker, major Stalker sequel. It's going to slip out of 2023. They're going to cite the... uh, the war and all of us are going to be understanding and accommodating of it naturally (laughs) i'm not trying to be condescending here i I think if they wanted to play that card they would be most welcome to do so they would have nothing but goodwill from most mature people in the games media i would expect uh (laughs) this one i had a giggle at zuckerberg shuts down the metaverse he calls it quits like, this thing's just a dead dog on wheels. Good. He knows it ain't that, going anywhere. That has to happen, surely. That's got to happen soon. They are that has to happen in 2023. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, who's propping that up? It's, it's a dead But they've got thing. legs now. <laughs> who's propping it up? Well, they've got legs now. Like, it actually, just, just on that, like, it makes you wonder if they're going to, like, what impacts that will have if they keep pouring money into that drain. They've got they've got senior staff leaving now. Like Carmack like, left, he, he's like, I'm embarrassed by this shit. Are they gonna like sell like their VR division? Maybe I don't know. Maybe like, like they can't get yeah. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, I, I think topic yeah. for another time. Um, this one's a little bit niche. I wonder if one of the listeners might appreciate this one, but I think V8 Supercars is going to return to this year's Forza. It's been a few years. Oh, oh nice. Been a few years. I can't say that I'm I'm that enthused either way, but you know I was always tickled that they made that a major selling point on the cover of like Motorsport Two and Three or whatever they did. Like we're talking years back, like that was a nice little feature on the covers. Um, we're going to get a couple of other announcements here, just quickly off the bat. We got Persona Six announced at the TGS. Uh, I don't nice. know why, but I feel like if it's going to be announced at any point, like this is a uh, like a anniversary year for Persona series, I believe it might be the 25th or something because number one that dates back to the uh, mid 90s or some shit so yep persona 6 announcement tgs that's probably going to be like tokyo game show that that will be their number one spot to do it uh if if it all if it is announced and uh fire emblem awakening like that's one of the big breakout games of the series will get a remake announced from nintendo this year the only reason for that is because they've been pretty good in the past few years at um putting out or, or rather having a pipeline of a Fire Emblem game once every six months. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Well, let's, uh, who's got a couple of little spare ones that they want to share that they've slipped behind the cushions on the couch there? I've got one Fair other one. quick one that was my, make, my only negative quick. one. It is super quick. Uh, Star Citizen is going to come out this year and within two months they're going to introduce NFTs. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Brutal. Any anybody else got any other little extras there? I guess super casually. I don't think Nintendo's releasing uh, that Advanced Wars remake or whatever it was. Um, I that, think that's just that, going to sit in the vault for another year. That crossed my mind as well, and I was I was too heartbroken to say it. So I'm glad that you yeah. did. Yeah, but I think you're right. A couple of mine were um, Microsoft will buy the Far Cry franchise and uh, employ Ubisoft. I don't know what, like in perpetuity, is that the right word? Uh, to keep developing it. Mm. Um, uh, the other one was uh, this one, I was like, yeah, this is good. But then I realized, hmm, they have no games coming out that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> Xbox first party games will have a higher 
average uh, Metacritic ranking than PlayStation games this year. But, but then I was like, I can't think of any like PlayStation. Well, I mean, if only Forza releases this year, then maybe that could happen. Uh, the third one is that Corey Barlow will reveal his next project and it Ooh. is a reboot or sequel to The Order. <laughs> wow. Okay, that took a turn. Because hey, 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 Santa Monica worked on the first one. so Okay. So there you as go. long as he doesn't write it, that Cor- sounds great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> and there was a there was a fourth one, but actually I can't remember what it was. I did it in Google Keep, and I, you can't like undo. Like it's just I think it's just gone now. Anyway, uh, but let's go through some other people. So little Rixie has got Switch Two will not be released in two thousand twenty three, but will be but but will be revealed, and will have Super in the name Super Nintendo Switch or Nintendo Super Switch, and will be backwards compatible. Two, a major acquisition will not occur in 2023. Definition of major includes any developer or publisher that sells over $1 billion. Uh, Three, Ubisoft will cancel at least one of its announced titles in 2023. Uh, Four, there will be a 2D Mario movie tie-in game either announced or released in 2023. Sony will, number five, Sony will at least release one of its games as a service titles in 2023. Six, Xbox will announce a change to Game Pass, whether that's a new tier Getting rid of gold, which I was, I'm going to cut that because that's a shit fucking part. I think that that's bound to happen at some point. And I think that that's really part of Game Pass. Um, or price hike, there'll be some major change going forward in 2023. Mark's, Mark's predictions are, oh, hang on, he, he used the word doc, hang on, let me get it up. Uh, one, Sony and Bungie announce a new IP, which will release uh, on PC, sorry, yeah, and on, yeah, which will release on PC and PS5 in 2024 at, at the same time. Cool. Worst kept secret in video games finally comes to light. Metroid Prime Trilogy, August 23. Holiday 23 is the launch of Metroid Prime 4. Number three, Xbox confirms it's ramping down hardware development. I actually like this one. Uh, confirms it's ramping down hardware development. Goes all in on cloud streaming for next gen. Xbox Series DX, digital only Series X. Last hardware launch um, <laughs> in Holiday 23. I like that. Uh, with the Number four, with the success of the Mario movie, Nintendo reaffirms a Mario movie verse. Wario and Waligi, uh, I think that's how you say his name, will appear in post credit scene to set up the sequel. Waligi. Number five, no new. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait, is what that, was that? <laughs> is that no name? Luigi. Waligi? <laughs> Walu- Waligi's even better. <laughs> Waluigi, I think, is what you're after. What, what is it? Sorry? Waluigi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, Luki oh, is so good, though. It's good. Uh, Fuck it. This is funny. Who Riley or however the fuck that game was again and all over again. <laughs> uh, number five is no new Pokemon mainline game in 2023. Pokemon Company and Game Freak to adjust game development after poor launch of Scarlet Violet. Story DLC to launch by year's end. Number five, number six, I actually can that. I said you can't have that. you got to make that more clear. So he sent me another one, which was Xbox cancels purchase of Activision Blizzard, THQ Nordic purchase, purchases them instead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very good. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm sure there's implicit humor there. I, I don't think that's a bad suggestion. That, <laughs> funny, that is right? very good. Yeah. Pokemon Jordan, will also absolutely like fun. Advertised on eight chan or some shit. Jordan's Jordan's one. This is the last set that I've got. Jordan's uh, predictions. Uh, number one: Hogwarts Legacy will be average. Number two, yeah. Stalker 2, Stalker 2 will be delayed again. Uh, yep. 
or the whatever game that's called, Heart of Chernobyl, uh, three people are going to hate Armored Core 6 at first because they uh, will expect it to play like Elden Ring. Number four, Starfield will be an okay game that gets extra points for being a Bethesda game. Five, Metroid Prime 4 will get an actual trailer this year. And that's it. Here's hoping. Like that last one. I feel like Starfield will go in the opposite direction, if anything. Right, it's cut, it, I do kind of exactly, hope because it's coming to PS5 back. <laughs> I do hope Starfield <laughs> is maybe the tipping point where we start like actively, critically engaging with what Bethesda is doing in their open worlds, though, because Fallout 4 I, I is think. like fun, but it has a lot of problems. Um, and I, I don't feel like we really got to the heart of that during the, the critique cycle. We certainly did I'm not. Smelling, uh, I'm smelling a potential review here. I mean, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> but no, James, I, I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. I think I, I feel like the game's media hype cycle for Starfield's kind of on ice. Like, I don't mean that yeah. it's not there, but we are a little bit cautious. Mm-hmm. We want to see what's there Agreed. and we're not getting hyped up in advance. So, yeah. you know. I also say to Jordan's credit, I do think that a lot of people are going to play Armored Core 6 and bounce off of it real fucking hard because oh, those games yeah. are not yeah, agreed. Um, and it, it's going to be really interesting watching that happen after Elden Ring. Hmm. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Mm. All right. So let's, we've done the predictions. Let's whip through our most anticipated games of 2023. Um, the doco is there somewhere if you need to find it. I have been trying to crap out mine today. Or I knew that the titles, I just haven't had a chance to write them, but do you want me to start while you guys... Absolutely, yes, please. Take it away, brother. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save one because I, I really want someone else to, to bring this one up and I know someone else will. So I'm going to just do... Uh, four, and I'll give a little cheeky honourable mention. Um, first one is the day day before, which we've spoken about many, 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 many times. Uh, I just want a good MMO zombie game. That's all I want, and this just this ticks all the boxes for me. So like the H one Z ones and the other stuff, they're just a bit bit avo. Um, this just has got that third person. It looks like the Last of Us. It looks like the Division. It's going to play like neither of them, but I just want it to be fine. Give me a six. Um, I, I could, mate, I love a six. But I'm all about an underdog. So. The nice thing about H1Z1 and DayZ and all that, like we'll agree, they're janky as hell, mm. but at least they exist. That's true. This one exists. <laughs> I didn't know if we could <laughs> make <laughs> that joke. I've been sitting on it for the past like two minutes. <laughs> this game 100% exists. Whether it's going to be anything like what we've been shown, that's that's the biggest question for me. I mean, the, the fact that it spent so long at the top of the Steam wishlist charts, right, like being the number one wishlist game, it's just I think that's put a lot of pressure yeah. on the devs and, and I think that's why they've just shown nothing because the game is clearly not going to be as good as everyone uh, hopes, I think. But uh, as long as it's good and fun. If, if it's fun and it's a bit janky and a bit rubbish, well, mate, it, you're fucking talking my language. Um, so Payday 3 is the other one. Uh, I really, really, even though Payday 2 can fuck right off and Overkill can fuck right off and 505 Games can fuck right off with them for burning uh, Payday 2 on consoles uh, i bought that game like three times because they just wouldn't give you updates they just keep releasing a new version of the game and then, then they just stopped 
that they just stopped giving you. So whenever there was like a DLC drop or a major one, they'd like package it all up and repackage you the game and sell it to you for like another like 90 bucks. I didn't know that. That's um, dog. That is wild. And then most of the content uh, on PC never came to consoles. And there was... A lot. I vaguely remember a reason for it too. I think on PS3 it was like they, they charged for an update or whatever. But anyway. I think you're wrong when I played actually. the game... Yeah. Yeah, when I played it on PS3, absolute blast. Loved it. Some of my favorite times uh, playing games, just going wild, trying to rob a bank, going, yep, we're going to get in nice and stealthily, getting in halfway through, but, you know, robbing a vault and then just all hell breaks loose and good fun, good fun. So if Payday 3 can just give me more of that, I'm, I'm keen. Uh, Bramble the Mountain King, which is a little, you know, I love my little Nordic-inspired inspired tales. Uh, I think I spoke about this game late last year. I played the demo. It was about 20 minutes. I don't think James watched it after. I think it might have been James. You watched me play like that little... The little person um, in a big world? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Well, that's me every day, but... Um, Fuck, I was so yeah. close. <laughs> I was on my way to that. Um, but yes, you know, beautiful little setting. Uh, very cute, but also that little creepy kind of horror. Uh, it's from Dim Frost Studio and Merge Games. It's coming in 2023. Uh, so that looks very cool. Um, number four is Witchfire. So this is actually finally coming out this year. So I've been keen for this since it was announced in 2017. But uh, early access should be very soon in the next few couple months, I would say. Um, single player witch shooter thingy. Uh, don't know if I'm sold so much on the looter shooter, not the looter shooter aspects but uh i wish it was kind of a bit more story driven but um they've spoken about that before being like they they need to basically uh, they can't afford to make just a single player game you know for six years of development they kind of they kind of got to make it make more make the game make a bit more money than just sell the game and that's it anyway um i'm keen for that the little shout out i'll give to is i really hope dustborn comes out this year uh, it's been quiet since 2020 when they, 2020, yeah, when they announced it. Um, but yeah, the other one I was, I was going to include originally, uh, but then I realised it's not actually dated for 2023 at all. Is routine, so um, there you go. James, mm. please share us yours because I feel like you're going to share one of one game I'm quite keen on. Yeah, I, I definitely have that crossover with you. So uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, really easy one to, to shout out yeah, here. Boy. It looks phenomenal. It's Resident Evil 4. So good. What could go wrong, you know? But, um, but better. Yeah. Looks. Leon, baby. He's great. He's uh, Keep the jacket on, Leon. Well, I mean, at least oh, for the first half, right? Then we'll go from there. Um, all right. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 is one that kind of uh, crept up a little bit for me, actually. I recently watched The Wolf Among Us be played through by a mate and uh, reminded myself of how much I love that world and its whole shtick. Um, and look, it's it's never going to recapture the exact magic of, of the Telltale games sort of like at their height, but this is a lot of former staff have come together to form ad hoc studios. So look, who knows? This should hopefully be exceptional. Um, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. I do not think this is coming out this year, uh, but it does technically have a 2023 release date. So I put it on my list because I, you know, I'm a sucker for FromSoft, looking forward to whatever they're going to do next. Um, we've also got... Now, 
I was like I had Sons of the Forest, right? And I kind of want to do a little on the fly change here because that game still looks great, but it's only coming to PC. I'm a console guy, and so it's it's kind of oh, really? slipped a little bit for me. Yeah. Well, I got a bunch of mates on console mm. who played the first one with me, and so we kind of had this. No, idea. I didn't. I thought it was coming to PS5. No. I think it's got the same kind of release schedule as like the first game because the first mm. game was yeah, PC right. initially and then console yeah. shortly thereafter. I if, thought that that's why they had pushed it back so much. Yeah, well, the, the, that's the it. You would think so. Yeah. But look, I mean, look, the game still looks fantastic. I'm sure it's going to be great. No no shade to them on that front. But I might actually replace that with, um, what is it, the day before? What's your game called, Zach? <laughs> The day before, baby. Yeah. Uh, look, Zach and I had a good chat the other night. I've been fully caught up on around it. everything about this game. And now I am, I'm anticipating it, it for sure. So, um, look, you drank, you drank the Kool-Aid. What the fuck? I don't know. He's anticipating it for different reasons. Exactly right. Like, I think this is ah. going to be a fascinating game development, game industry story. Uh, I can't wait to see what they've made. I can't wait to see how people react to it. I think it's going to be great. Um, no matter what Did happens. Did you just confirm me yeah. as an influencer though? Sorry? Is that a confirmation? That I am an influencer. You did influence. You're influencing him. He's going to be like cackling in the corner like a little goblin watching the building burn down. And that's what you've influenced. <laughs> yeah, you, you are kind of enabling my, my worst tendencies, but that's fine. You know, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> to have fun. Uh, my last one is Songs of Glimmerwick, uh, which is a little indie game. Um, you go, you're playing like a little witch or wizard going to a little kind of cute cottage core uh, top down world where you learn a bunch of. Uh, musical instruments that are used as as spells, essentially. Uh, this is coming from East Shade Studios, which uh, is a team that made East Shade, which is like probably my favorite open world game ever, um, just for how unique an experience it was. There was no combat in it. It was all about engaging with the world through art and like helping animal folk with their troubles. And it was very soft, but it was also very, very well made and, and gorgeously done. And uh, Songs of Glimwick looks different, but this studio has a pedigree that I just, I can't wait to see what they do next. So, yeah. Did we give that game a 10? He shade. Oh, I think we might have. Did you? Is that? I think we, if only we very had. high. Okay. If only we had an article where we've collated all of our 10 out of 10 how do you say Squad it? East Shade. East. I don't remember seeing it in that list. No. I heard Eshay to begin with, so I was well confused. <laughs> what's, the game that, what's the game that Eleanor gave a 10 to? Sakuna, Rice and Ruin? Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, there's a game. No, yeah. there's a game there. Interesting. Look, if I was to review East Shade for you now, I would absolutely give it a 10. Let's say that. So. There we go. Good enough. Good enough. Nice. Adam, okay. what are your 10s? I mean, what? Oh, no, I'm thinking of East Ward. Sorry, sorry. Uh, My apologies. Oh, no 10s from me, mate. Yeah, okay, I was off on the wrong foot too. Okay, yep. Never mind us. Um, yes, please share your... Uh, what are we talking about? Yes. Most anticipated games. That's the one. Uh, I've got Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor because uh, I was a fan of Fallen Order. I liked the the Souls-like gameplay, uh, and I enjoyed the the narrative that it was telling. Um, I know the, you know, Jedi in hiding survived Order 66 is a little bit played out by today's standards because it seems like there were more people that survived than died with all of the extended universe happenings. Uh, but it looks like it's taking a bit more of a, a grittier look and it might be getting a little bit more serious, which I'm keen to see if the, the tone gets a little bit darker. That would be good. Uh, I've also got Flintwalk, Flintwalk? Oh, no. Flintlock The Siege of Dawn, yeah, uh, which is a, a cool little... Because I've got some indie games that I'm looking forward to, some big AAAs, 
but this is a double A that's kind of nestled nicely in the middle. That's kind of a, an RPG that blends together godly magic and guns. And you've got a little fox companion. So fuck yeah. The, the combat actually looks really solid. So I'm... And this is yeah, the one I'm, from New Zealand devs who did Ashen, correct? You're... I'd, Flint and Lockie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Lock is um, 100%. Lock it in. Well, there you go. 100%. Apparently. Yeah, A44 games. Yeah, they they did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Right, you are. I know I'm right, mate. Don't question me. Shouldn't have doubted you, glorious leader. Uh, (laughs) Next up is Diablo 4. Uh, I played hundreds of hours of Diablo 3. Uh, In split screen, like, well, split, not really split screen, but you get the point. Local co-op. Uh, when I was in college instead of getting sleep or completing assignments. Uh, and then years later, I kind of went back and played Diablo 2 and really fell in love with kind of the the gothic aesthetic. Uh, so I think Diablo 4 is looking like it's a, a good marriage of the two with a, some interesting new little tidbits thrown in there with like the, uh, the not live service but the shared world, uh, overworld, I think. Sounds like it could be cool, but I'm a little dubious. But regardless game looks exceptionally good uh as far as on the indie side of things i've got cocoon which is the the little puzzle game that was shown off at the xbox and bethesda games showcase uh that comes from the game lead gameplay designer of limbo and inside where you play as a a little beetle that kind of goes into different dimensions through these little orbs that you have to walk around with to, to complete different puzzles i was captured immediately from the gameplay they showed off so very, very keen for that one. And to round us off in the complete opposite side of the spectrum is AEW Fight Forever. It's a wrestling game. That's it. Nah, nice. it, it it looks like it's like a, a WWF No Mercy, like old school looking wrestling game instead of WWE's output, which is very like simulator based. So is, yeah, is very this, keen for that one is too. Is this the one that Ukes has shifted to? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I can get around that. One that I've played, baby. He loved it. Loved it. Lost every match. Didn't even win a round. Do they have rounds in wrestling? I can't remember. No, they don't. Never nope. mind. Love that, though. No, they don't. <laughs> Tap out, you're out. That's it, mate. Um, I was, when I read this this article the other day, I was very surprised to see, Adam, you have Diablo 4. I just would, would not have, never picked that. Oh, I it? fucking love Diablo. Yeah. Very yeah, much so. He's a Diablo yep. head. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. We'll get around Just, it. Just uh, didn't know that you played games for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Thanks, mate. I can't tell if you're, uh, you're, you're like laboring towards that or if that was just off the cuff. <laughs> it was off the cuff. Okay, actually. good. Because you're really uh, spinning your wheels there. <laughs> well, I just was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going for it. Um, <laughs> anybody got any titles they want to throw out? Don't have, don't have to talk, talk about it. Any other games that they're potentially excited for? Have a Nice Death is one that I'm also keen for that's coming out of early access, uh, I think, in maybe March. But, yeah, that game looks fucking banging. I think uh, James and I, uh, maybe even Nathan, maybe even Adam, uh, very keen on Dredge. Very much. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. That yeah. thing looks fantastic. Cool. Um, do you want me to <laughs> reel off any? Oh, fuck, yes. We haven't even done yours. Oh, my God. I'm so I'll sorry. Keep it, I'll keep it brief. Oh, I'll my keep Lord. it brief. I thought we'd done you. No, sorry. Oh, no, I've been, been a mouthy it's boy good. tonight. It's like I never shut up. It's because your predictions were last, so I thought you were 
Anyway, carry on. Please tell me your anticipated games. Oh, I would love to hear these ones are So, like, everyone else here has had very... Take as long as you want. Very thoughtful and considered. <laughs> you know, you pick some double A's. Wrap it up, Nathan. Come on, mate. We don't have all night. Shut the fuck up. I've just gone for whatever's making me salivate for 2023. The first one off the bat is Destiny 2. Lightfall, why this one is important, is I come back for every major content drop for Destiny. But I'm not so much a fan that sticks around for all the seasonal content. So I'm a little bit nervous about this. I don't know if the fact that I miss all the seasonal storytelling, if I'm going to be left out in the cold. I hope not. I'm really excited by the aesthetic of this, the fact that we've got some new powers to play, but the fact that they're also going with a bit of a slightly different art direction and we're getting to see some urban landscapes like not dilapidated ruins of an urban landscape but actually like it seems like this is kind of like cityscapes this is what i wanted right from the get-go with destiny i'm glad that we're finally getting it final fantasy 16 very little needs to be said here we've been waiting a long time for a sequel to final fantasy 15 i wasn't too crazy about it so i've been looking forward to a really solid numbered final fantasy single player title since 12 it didn't go much on 13 15's okay 14 doesn't count 16 should eat up a good few hours for me this year. I will love that, uh, I hope. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, if you've ever heard me on the podcast, you know this is a game I've been frothing for since it was announced. This was a very formative first-person shooter series for me as a teenager. This is what got me sort of into the sphere of games media. I used to devour any article I could of the original Stalker. I can't even remember what it was called because it went through a rebuild midway through development. Um, But I had to devour any piece of media, visual, written about this series because it was so far ahead of its time and its ambitions. And what we got was still so ambitious, just unfortunately it was very broken and buggy. I'm hoping that this still delivers on the promise of those earlier games and doesn't refine too much. Baldur's Gate 3... Um, I've always had a bit of a, a, a bit of a distant love affair with the Baldur's Gate games and the fact that they're very ambitious in their storytelling, as Bioware has become known for now. So this is taking like old Dungeons and Dragons, Forgotten Realms settings, and having you form a player character, meet a bunch of other characters, form a party, and have the world react to all of your little decisions in conversation, actions, what you still. Uh, very dynamic world, even back when it came out in the late 90s, the original game. Uh, we never expected a sequel to 2 because the game's really wrapped up after the second one. So to get Baldur's Gate 3 after all these years is exciting. It's coming from the Divinity Original Sin, Larian Studios, the Belgian studio that really knows their shit when it comes to classic computer RPGs. Couldn't be more excited. And the last one here is just junk food for me. It's One Piece Odyssey. Uh, the pirate crew's back. This is going to be hopefully the best video game adaptation of that anime manga series yet. And uh, this is the year to get excited about this IP because they've also got the Netflix series coming out, the live action. It's their 25th anniversary, I think. And uh, this game just looks like it's going to be pure fan service. And it's in the JRPG turn based trapping. So it just seems like something that's perfectly made for me covering some of the biggest arcs of the series with a kind of what-if scenario where they play things out a little bit differently. Uh, it just looks delicious for fans of the series. That's me. Back over to you, Zach. Take it away. Yeah, right. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I always love hearing you talking about your most anticipated games. Uh, big fan of hearing about those. Cool. All right. Um, very nice. Well... Let's move on to the news, shall we? And then we can um, call it a day or after the off-topics and whatever other shit we talk about. 
right. Um, Coming into the new year with a lot of energy, though. I, lo- I love woo-hoo. this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, yeah. I'm, mate, I'm pumped, bro. I'm so, so pumped. I'm so hot, um, man. So, Skull and Bones has been delayed again. Uh, are we surprised? I want to talk about games that I don't, don't exist. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I want to stop writing about this game. <laughs> I want to stop writing the same fucking article every few months. I don't care if they Chaos. release it or cancel it. I just want them to do one of the other. Is, is Zach the only one that was somewhat surprised by this? Like up front? I thought this I was time it was actually. Oh really? I yeah. thought there was. I thought it would actually come out this time. I thought because well, I mean they pushed it so many times. Mm. Like Plus it has to launch at some. It was point, looking surely. semi-finished at PAX, right? Like people got hands-on with it. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Oh no, they had like. Um, nah. Content Not creators a, got to play it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, what they fun. they also got like a super vertical slice gotcha. that. Yep was yeah very curated from what mm. i remember hearing oh we love curated ubisoft vertical slices what so could possibly be going on in that game that's taking this long though like I isn't it just primarily boat combat and then some is there is there any on foot combat no nah. not has been shown i'm still partial <laughs> to the conspiracy theories about the fact that this has been developed in singapore it's kind of like a money hole it's a bit of a tax funnel this game mm. is effectively a write-off for ubisoft this is their little back pocket, little security fund, because that seems to be what's happening with Singapore's tax loopholes around game development. Interestingly, which means what, it will come out. Which is interestingly what happened with Fnatic in the day before. They ended up shifting shit through to Singapore. Mm. They did. They did. Fully remote though, bro. Great Thanks video to on that topic, continent. actually. Yeah. Um, you bloody well, shit. Well played, users. Now doesn't. Um, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Speaking of Ubisoft, um, Beyond Good and Evil, apparently, sorry, Beyond Good and Evil 2 uh, is still in active development, apparently. Uh, actually, just jumping back to the Skull and Bones thing, in that same announcement, they announced that they have cancelled three unannounced titles. Mm. Bummer. They, they did. Bet one was a Rain Man game. Oh, that would fuck. That would hurt. That, that's I, why it's unannounced. I love Rayman. Yeah, it would have hurt. Oh, it hurt. that you've upset me with that. Oh, mate, I upset myself. Uh, yeah. So, Beyond Good and Evil Two still in development. Dice Award nominees have been announced. God of War Ragnarok leads with twelve nominations. Horizon uh, Forbidden West has got eight, and Elden Ring with seven. Odd. Uh, I'm not going to go and read through that. You can go read that uh, article and look, it, look at the list if you really want to. It is odd. Yes. Do um, we want to jump back real quick to the uh, the Beyond Good and Evil, just because? Yeah, I'm curious if people actually think this game is going to come out because it was announced in 2008. Like it's been well, like 15 years since they announced it. Mm. Well, there's when a they sh- away, mate. when they showed it off, the scope was immeasurably ridiculous. Huge. I think. I think it's just funny that because you mentioning how they they cancelled three unannounced titles. Along with that, they said that they're going to put focus on quote mega brands and long lasting titles, which to it's me beyond good and evil, beyond good and evil <laughs> two does not fit that bill not, exactly not even right. Remotely, yeah. So I yeah, it it will reemerge just as a completely different experience, like I very small scale. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Just agreed. Yeah, focused. it'll it'll be. Yeah, vastly different to what we've mm. been told it will be. 
Uh, Sorry, Zach, go for it. Last HBO show um, has a companion podcast hosted by Troy Baker. Now, the HBO podcasts are normally pretty good. I haven't checked out this one yet because obviously the first episode has dropped, but that's uh, out and about. Is anyone going to have a listen to that? No, nah, but you're, you're a big fan of Troy Baker, aren't you? You'll give it a res. Hmm. Um, <laughs> he's good actor. Good actor. Great actor. Don't know if I'd. Don't know if I'd have a beer with him. Uh, actually, I probably would. Why not? It could be worse people to have a beer with. Talk about father. Um, he's a dad now. He's changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not having a beer with him now. Um, I don't have. She's just like a little person. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, which is. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that actually, because that could be a bit of a spoiler. Uh, anyway, so uh, next news: XBO and <laughs> Xbox and Bethesda are holding a developer direct live stream on January 26. I reckon we'll get a bit of juicy information about Starfield here. Actually, no, probably Redfall. Actually, I reckon Redfall oh, yes. and Starfield. Starfield's soon as a release date, right? So I imagine this is it. This is no, but. Didn't they say that they were going to be doing a separate thing for Starfield? Did I Probably hear? Okay. Yeah, I, think, I feel I think like that's I heard right, that they yeah. were doing a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, I think Redfall. Right. Um, I feel like is a good show. I'm, I'm keen to get. Well, that is rumored. To, that's rumored to be May. May two, I think, is when that is leaked. Mm. Uh, Redfall. Yeah. Go on. It's been it's it's been um, rumored for a while that it's May, and I did hear. On the, on My the understanding of Redfall is that it's May. apparently closer to a Far Cry experience. I saw that floating around. Yeah. Is that yeah? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was just assumed it was a like a Left 4 Dead type situation. I guess a bit of both in a mm. really bastardized mm. sense. But you're thinking like on the level of the scope, absolutely. Yeah, like open world or big open hubs and shit. Definitely makes it more intriguing. Oh, hybrid between those two mm. things actually sounds it does. kind of appealing. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation revealed Project Leonardo, an accessibility controller for the PS5, which is very very cool. Mm. Uh, very different to Xbox's. Mm. Con- they did a controller, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this correct. Is like a, this is like a circular thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. the the best thing is that it's similar to the, the Xbox accessibility controller. It has the compatibility to be able to plug in like other switches and, and buttons and stuff. Mm. Um, mm. So it's not as restricting as other PlayStation peripherals have been in the past. So it's good that they've... Yeah. Yeah, about kept time. that open. Yeah. Quick, quick comment on yeah. that. I must say, when I saw the images of this, I, th- I thought it looked a bit intimidating because like, there's a there's a yeah. fair bit going on there. I saw a conversation about that happening on Twitter, and like, it's one of those things where we won't know how to talk about this thing until um, actual disabled people get their hands on it, right? Oh, absolutely. Until, like, we, like, I'm still yeah. excited to see what it will be, but I was like, oh wow, like this is quite the rig. Yeah, it is. It's it's very much like uh, marketing bullshit, I suppose, at the moment. Yeah. But the on the PlayStation blog, they did release uh, a short video where they were um, talking to people with different disabilities, how they were like consulting on the the design nice. of the controller itself. So hopefully, yeah. being that they've done the groundwork there, maybe it won't be yeah too intimidating. But yeah, like you said, we'll have to wait and see. Mm. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 will get a free PSVR 2 update on release. That's cool. Um, Fuck that's yeah. Cool. Very, very keen. I'm a big Fuck fan yeah. of um, driving games in VR, and that would be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, same. First person, baby. I kn- yeah, fucking right in there. 
you watch you that'll be the the only time you play in third person is in vr just just to be that guy <laughs> wow. i feel like i'm god <laughs> then he'll write an article about hot take i'm the only person that likes third person in vr bloody brilliant um mate, i've got to bloody get a vr first that's the way you'll be right nah is anybody getting vr here PSVR. Yeah. I, I think it's a very attractive proposition, but my my budget cannot mm. cater to it at this point in time. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. If my not. prediction comes true, absolutely. But that's about it. <laughs> rip, rip to the um, VR. Uh, yeah. Uh, the day before, got some got a brief gameplay showing at CES with NVIDIA. I don't know why this is even the thing. It was like 30 seconds. Because um, I just wanted you to talk about it, I'll be honest. I put it in there just so you could have a chat. To us about it just keeps coming up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. yep. Yep. Showed off. Yep. I'll say this. Uh, There's lighting. This gameplay clip. Um, is that there is a, a moment where one of the, the player character is uh, ostensibly shooting at some zombies. And I watched a bit of it. This is how far down the rabbit hole I've gone. I watched a YouTube breakdown <laughs> oh, of, no. of this. And uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, um, the, the muzzle flash, right? Yes. Like there's no and animation. Like, They're just flashing a single yeah. frame of watched, a flash on the screen. <laughs> um, I watched that one too. Oh, yeah, shit. it is That's good. fascinating. I, I mean, that really doesn't mean much in itself, but it tickles me that someone's picked up on that. But it's one of those things. I think it's like the, the point of that video that I watched was like, this is the another thing in a long row of things where we're like, huh, that's weird. This is fake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> I don't know if it's the same video. It must be a different video, but they talk about um, them, well, ripping basically every part of that game is uh, copied from another game. Oh, like the gas station thing from uh, Life is Strange? Yeah. Yeah, so like gas station is from Life is Strange. The the mall is from um, Spider-Man. Is it Spider-Man? Uh, I don't know. Oh, they talk, yeah, no. they talk about the mall from Sp- Y'all, y'all going to get me down um, the rabbit hole after this look, podcast. The UI um, from The Last of Us. <laughs> UI from The Last of Us. Oh, um, shit. And someone did comment that's like, uh, I read this, I can't remember where this might be on the, on Discord or fucking Reddit. I don't know, man. Like, I'm so many different groups. I mean, I'm in so many rabbit holes. Um, that it's just a plain asset pack from Unreal. Mm. Oof. Mate, you watch the next gameplay they show off. He'll jump on a bike and start ripping around like in Days Gone yeah. and you'll get fucking well, PTSD. I'm glad. Well, no. And there's like stuff from like Snow Runner. Um, anyway, but I'm glad you, br- you brought up SnowRunner. They've, they've, um, no, there's legit shit about that too because um, like, there's like, like trucks the and shit. Like the spin-off to Mud Runners and Spin Tires. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Didn't you review that? Me. Yeah, it's not half bad. I actually had a, a pretty good I've time with it. I've always wanted to play it. I'll play it with you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, anyway, so what was I saying? Yeah, so they have announced in their Discord that they're going to show off. They're going to raw dog us, baby. Um, <laughs> they're going to they're right. going to give us they're going to give us raw gameplay footage. Uh, on, let me go raw get the actual meaning. Un- now, what's raw? Like, I love <laughs> yeah. I love the terminology. <laughs> Like, I immediately thought this shit's, like, undercooked. Like, I immediately went to Gordon Ramsay. Like, this doesn't okay. sound good, but go with it. 
this is the um this is the um this is the post in the discord we are pleased to inform you that the wait for news regarding our game release is coming to an end after careful consideration and discussion with our leadership team we have received approval to share the information you've been eagerly anticipating this month we will be releasing raw gameplay footage as per the numerous requests from received from our community this footage will showcase the majority of the features and gameplay elements requested by our community and will provide a clear glimpse in clear oh glimpse no. into the current state of development for the day before. We we hope you enjoy it. I love that was the tone clearly of written by like chat GPT. Yeah. Like that's an AI written post if ever I heard one, but yeah. The, the whole like, oh, we're finally going to do the thing that's been like really demanded by our core fan base. Show the game. see a real game? Yeah. Like, well, we, might, we might do that. <laughs> really bizarre. <laughs> I, I still really think that they're just, they don't want to show it because they, all right. I was going to, I don't know if I should share this because this could be like an article I've been thinking about. Then sit on it. Doing, but yeah. Nah, Learn your lesson. Yeah. Tease the I, listeners. I got, I, I got lots of juice, man. I got lots of backstory. So this, so this continent app that they announced, right, as post Nvidia, I have known about this since like June. I had a call with Fantastic uh, in June, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll do this interview with you, but we want it to be about, you know, sorry, we want you to promote like continent." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, like whatever. Like we'll ask a few couple of questions about continent. Yeah, we'll slip it in. No worries." And fucking months and months go by, and then yeah. So every time that they show off this game, they have promoted another one of their products. So the big mega event was showing off Prop Night and now this new uh, Life at Fantastic thing was showing off Continent. So if they show off this game and it, it's a stinker, the hype around their other, you know, they're not going to be able to sell, you know, other things. So I think that's another reason why they've kept pretty much radio silent on, on, on this. Anyway, there's a lot more than that, but that's pretty much a... It sounds like uh, they're using it as a marketing tool. But I mean, well, some have said that. Interesting. This has been. Well, I mean, yeah, the Zach Jackson so Info Wars use, podcast. Well, yeah, like so they <laughs> they use the day before, which is hyped as fuck, to loop, bring you in and then go, hey, we're also doing this. Don't you wish there was which a better way for you to connect with your team? Like, uh, that's it, mate. Yeah. Um, Sick of. Are you sick of Discord, Slack, Teams, and a bunch of other all of, ones that... <laughs> all of those systems that already work? <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should try Continent. Anyway. Oh, now I just, nah, I'm look, starting uh, to feel a bit dirty now. No, nah, I'm, I'm yeah, full-blown oh. fantastic trooper at this point. Let's, <laughs> let's fucking go. We should all, literally, we should all volunteer. Just work. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Put> our fucking... <laughs> Quit our day jobs and fucking work. They just start like disappear. They we disappear. Oh like God. you get sent to the okay, gulag, no, mate. Me. If you start leaving yeah. shit. Did yeah. anybody? Did anybody actually? Apart from James, did anybody watch that Life of Fantastic video? I mean, it's five minutes long. I only watched the so-called gameplay, which was just like I thought. Mate, yeah. You have to watch it. I watch it, it after just, this. I. Don't even know how to like what marketing person mm. would go. This is a really good idea. Probably not a real we one, mate. Do this. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. So in 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 the video, like they they talk with some of the volunteers, right? And this guy has been like, oh, "I'm a marketing expert of ten years' experience and stuff." And someone's holding a gun off yeah. camera. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, in the video, like one of their employees gets evicted on like Christmas Eve. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's included. <laughs> this video There's is like as like good like as Zach is selling it. For, like <laughs> you really need to see this. <laughs> It's like they're like dancing around and like, yeah, we work at Fantastic, we're eating sandwiches. Can someone escort Todd out of the building? <laughs> My, I really enjoy the, um, sandwiches. Like the <laughs> Microsoft voice, like text to speech uh, compliments oh, with like, I really like working off. at Fantastic. No. Yeah. No way. Yep. All right. Group viewing after the oh podcast. For sure. Yeah. You have to. All right. Jesus. Um, let's fucking move on because we've gone. This is the fantastic podcast. I don't know how to get come back um, from that mission. <laughs> um, all right. I'll tell you, we've been going an hour and a half. I thought we'd be nearly pushing two hours. I think we can push two hours. I think we will. Um, that's all the news pretty much. I think there's nothing else we, we need to talk about news-wise. Um, yeah, I think we're all good. Uh, so let's go to off-topics. And kicking off off topics, we're going to bring back big old '90s film <coughs> of the week, and my good hey. man James is going to um, James is going to do the intro for me as he oh oh shit I didn't prepare for this to. all right um, I know you didn't <clears throat> yeah you no 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 '90s film of the week yeah good very <laughs> very good kicking off uh, '90s <laughs> film of the week it's a film from '94 and buddy yes I have seen that this. was a good year not recently. I apologies. I apologies. My apologies. Sorry. Uh, it is The Mask. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good shout. Really? Jim Carrey, Cameron Diaz. Uh, who's the other guy? The other, the, the villain guy? Damn. He's, the villain guy's in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you haven't, you haven't pulled up know. your IMDb's, mate? Yeah, come well, on, no. mate. We all know what the mask is, but I'm just going through the hand. Who are we? Peter Green. Dorian. He is yeah. also in... No, no, you'll know it. Michaela oh, Mike. he was... He, was he, He's not the dude from... He wasn't... He's in, in George fucking of the Jungle? Pulp Fiction, mate. He's in Pulp Fiction. George of the Jungle. I think I'm probably going he's, off on the wrong tangent. <laughs> anyway, he's in Pulp Fiction. So, which film you may have heard of. Anyway, The Mask is, is our 90s film of the week. Shout-outs to Jim Carrey and everyone there. What have we all been watching? So we're not going to talk about The Last of Us. Uh, we do have a review up. James did do a review. We do have a review podcast up that you can listen to. Uh, we're actually about to go and record an episode one recap with Nathan. So if you want to check out anything Last of Us HBO related, jump over to that. Um, you won't get that here. Sorry. It's, it's a... VHS exclusive. Nice. Um, Good but plug. has anyone watched or seen anything uh, over the break? Yes. I watched something super recently. I watched The Menu yeah, mm. boy. a couple nights ago I with Key. Fucking oath. I watched that with April. We went in blind. Mm. So did we. We, uh, we were like, okay, it's a thriller and it's got to do with food to some <laughs> capacity. Let's have a crack at this. Ralph Fiennes is the fucking man. Oh my lord, he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a what a what an intriguing little film. I really I really enjoyed it. It it kept my attention from beginning to end. Uh, Key wasn't as keen on it. Um, she said the culinary thing was a bit 
much for her. She didn't really, it, she kind of bounced off that, but no, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I'm like you, Nathan, I'm really glad that I went in blind because I think that that helped the experience overall. April and I loved it. And obviously I don't want to say anything to give, you know, I want to preserve that for that one listener that picks up on this and then goes and watches it. Good on you. But there is a moment towards the end. Well, there is a moment, I should say, where we see tears in his eyes on the topic of cheeseburgers. And that fucking (laughs) stitched me right up. I was like, oh, man. Anyway, bloody brilliant film. I've got no notes. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, I watched something. Interesting. I don't know what it was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh no, I watched uh, the Pale Blue Eye. Sorry, I watched. Oh, the, of course uh, you did. Oh, how is it? You all over it. it does. Uh, slow, slow. Yeah, slow. That's the impression uh, I got. I can it's, work with slow. I'm keen. It's okay. It's okay. It's probably a six to a six and a half. Yep. I'm all right with that. Um, and I also started watching season two of Gangs of London. Yeah. Very violent. Very violent. That always was. Um, <laughs> yes. No, it was season two of Slow Horses. Have we finished that when the podcast finished? No. Was it still going? Yeah. So I finished season two of Slow Horses. Very good. Still very good. Only six episodes. Um, number three is coming out soon as well. So all coming this year. So yeah, I've got to get around it. That. It's still sitting. It just stares at me on my Apple TV, Apple Plus, whatever it's called. I want to give it a crack. Do you have a? Do you have an Apple subscription? I got the one that you get with the PS Five. Like if you okay. go through the app on PS Five, you get six yeah. months free or whatever. Yeah, yeah. mate, you got to do it. No, definitely treat yourself. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything interesting to contribute. I have, since we last spoke, watched the entirety of Bleach. It's an anime. Wow. It's nice. like 350 episodes. I just binged that motherfucker. Damn. Because there is a new season of it on Disney Plus called The Thousand Year Blood War. Oh. It's like 13 episodes. It's just come out. And it's went all the way to number one on my anime list, which is like the big anime forum. It's taken over... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which sat at number one for the better part of a decade. Like, that's mm. huge. So, And I've got the kids at work are telling me, like, every episode looks like a movie. You have to watch this shit. So I'm going to watch it. And that's me. Nice. Just weaving out again. <laughs> Someone has to. That's the way. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, I did actually watch half of the Banshees of... In Esherin. You mentioned that last yeah. podcast, I feel. And it had to get turned did off I? because someone got a bit did bored. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I did. Which is such a shame. Uh, cheated. Mm. I'm keen to go back. I'll, I'm keen to go and finish. Oh, I think it, yeah. yeah, you're going to get tickled. I think you'll like it, even if someone else doesn't. Well, I like it so far. Yeah. So, um, it just gets better. It's just finding that. It's finding that hour free. It, it starts slow, run. but I think you've put in the hard yards. You're where it gets mm. cracking. Mm. All right. Anybody got anything I else? Do have should be three quick ones changed? I want to hit? Just. Just going to list them off. Go for it. Uh, Willow on Disney Plus is a yeah. TV series that starts really not good. And then around episode three or four, like picks up and becomes very charming and enjoyable. Um, Megan, the killer doll movie is oh, Mithrigan. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Yes. Genuinely had a blast, like a proper good time at the movies movie. Um, highly recommend go and see it with as big as crowd as possible. Um, and dark. I, I am fully dark. Oh, um, so I've now finished season two. I still have only seen the first episode of season three because 
I'm struggling to engage with its premise. Um, yeah, but I told you, man. That that aside, <laughs> season one and two are like really? probably the best okay. Netflix production I've seen. Like outstanding stuff. He's been dark peeled so, indeed. Oh yeah. What what is it? So the yeah, like uh, you can't really. If you're gonna <laughs> ask him what's throwing him. You can't do that. Like it's it's <laughs> the premise itself of season three that I'm like, like you know, it pops up at the end of season two, and I was like, oh, I'm trying to remember what what that actually. It is. jumps the I shark, feel. man. It goes yeah. fucking kooky. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, and look, I've, does, I've yeah. heard that season three sort of like wraps itself back around pretty nicely and I it will does. finish it. Like I love these characters. I love this world all the way in. But the the premise alone is just like, oh man, you were doing something really cool up until this point. Now you're doing something a bit silly. Um, I want you to tell me exactly what it is that you're talking about because I can't remember. You might have to do it um, off pod. Are we, are we, how old yeah, is no, 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 no. To, so, Sorry, sorry. Oh, afterwards. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. cool, cool, cool. I mean like. Message it to me. Yeah, no, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. I know exactly yeah, yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Nathan <laughs> was there when I turned oh, I, the corner. I, I, so. I, I think I have an idea, but I'm not. I'm not sure. That's so. fine. Okay. Um, Point is, Dark Season One and Two, fucking stone cold classics. Go and watch them for a German sci-fi series. Like mm. I just, you just wouldn't expect that. No, it, and it's got so much heart. It's really smart. It's it's just fantastic. I really loved it. Hmm. Does it make you? Sad at all that eighteen ninety nine got no eighteen ninety nine yeah yeah no because um, that wasn't good so okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's like <laughs> I w- wanted a second season to see it get good if you know what I mean like, yeah it, it was it ends in season one was all foundation like, okay yeah well that's it yeah it's it's a lot of table setting for like a pretty big reveal at the end which is it's fine but but again it's got nothing on dark like dark's mm. reveals were like proper. My stomach dropped in a few moments where I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, this is what we're doing. This is what these people are going to have to deal with. And then uh, the, the boat show was just, I just fucking grim. The boat show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, what a fucking yeah, cliffhanger. No. That's just the Netflix dynamic. Yeah. You want to talk about tax holes? Jesus. <laughs> He's not wrong. Mm. All right. Very nice. Uh, Adam, you already said yours with the other thing? Yeah, man. Cool. All right, let's uh, wrap it up there. Thank you for joining us uh, for the first episode of 2023 of the Well Played DLC podcast. Hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you have a great week coming up. Um, watch. What are we talking about? I can't remember what we're talking about. But uh, go check out all the, all the content on www.well-play.com.au. It'll be good fun. We need the clicks. Give us ad revenue. And we will see you next time i'm looking forward to it can't wait what a year ahead see you soon